0: I have to believe that the people who really care, the people who really care will make it. That's what I have. I have to believe that in order to keep going because for me, um, I'm sitting on the edge right now and I've made a few things that have made it into film festivals and I'm proud of and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm still a long way off from where I wanna be, which is I wanna be producing and writing my own independent work. You know, and I have a lot of directors whose careers I've studied um, and because I love their work and I love what they do and I love what they say about people. Um, And so I'm not saying, oh, I want to be just like him, but I, I looked at it and say, so how have they gotten there and how can I get there as well?
1: Hi, welcome. This is Film Talk Creative Encounters and we're a podcast where we talk to current UNM students, alumni and people in film about things that are interesting to filmmakers and the filmmaking process. I'm Kel Cruz.
2: I'm Evelyn Jones.
1: And we're really excited to introduce our first guests, Irene Allen and Will Thomas. Irene is a senior film student at UNM. She's been a camera operator and director of photography that's worked on multiple student short films, a couple that have been in the UNM Student Film Festival. She's currently DP on Child of God, which is a senior capstone film project, and TAs for Barry Kirk's cinematography class. More recently, she's worked on a commercial project for Stone Age and a series of music videos for a local hip-hop artist, Bless. Infinite as part of the camera operating team. Thanks for coming Irene.
3: Thank you Our other guest Will
1: Thomas (laughs) (laughs) Is a one-year alumni to the film program who has directed a couple student short films burn the witch and out of touch both have been accepted into the UNM Film Festival uh, (laughs) last year and more recently, he was the director of last year's senior capstone film project, Stargazer, that has been accepted into the Gallup Film Festival and the New Mexico Filmmaker Showcase. Thanks for coming by, Bo. Hey. So this, this audio podcast really is just to talk about what we've been through, our creative process, and kind of like a real-time waypoint for where we are right now as creators. Okay. So we want to kind of just talk about first how we got into what we do today, and also uh, a little bit about, like, what keeps you going.
3: I guess I can start with, like, how I got into it from the beginning. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do um, in high school, but I sort of happened upon this program, the IFDM program, um, and decided that it sounded really cool, and there was really nothing else that I was interested in, because I hated math, didn't really like science. (laughs) Um, So I was like, you know what, film sounds great. I've always loved film. I love, like, telling stories, and Um, sort of going through the creative process. Um, And my ultimate goal for just my life in general has always been travel. So that was sort of what I wanted to do was to go um, specifically travel and make like travel documentaries or um, just look at different cultures through the lens of film. Um, So I decided that this would be a great waypoint. Um, And on the way, I wasn't really sure like how I wanted to do that. But once I got into the program and sort of took a lot of classes and Uh, I found that I really liked camera work and um, because photography, I took maybe a year and a half, two years of photography um, classes and those were probably my favorite classes that I've taken at at UNM just in general. Um, So I decided that camera work was sort of the direction I wanted to go Mm -hmm. Um, and then DP is just sort of like, that's, you know, the lofty goal, but I would prefer to just end up doing maybe more technical camera work. For um,
1: people that don't really know what a DP is mm-hmm. or what they do, can you talk a little bit about <laughs> yes, what... Yes, please. <laughs> p- yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, So DP stands for Director of Photography, mm-hmm. and they're basically the ones that bring the director's vision to life. Okay. Um, so the director knows exactly what he wants. He, he has sort of the images in mind, but the director of photography has to um, put it on set and sort of, um, I guess, you know, just paint with light in a way and paint with colors and sort of just bring the image to the screen in the way that the director likes. Okay. Um, so that was sort of what I wanted to do because um, I really love doing that kind of thing. We've been a few roadblocks because UNM doesn't have any lighting classes. Are you really? So it's been very difficult to learn how to do that. How um, have you learned
2: how to do that? I really haven't.
3: No? i <laughs> sort of like <laughs> doing things and seeing if they work. Yeah. But uh, my friend Henry works at Serious Grip so like I work a lot with him. Um, Sirius Grippage is a company that's just electric and grippage company in Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's recommended a few books that I've been reading, and um, I just sort of always pay attention to what he's doing on set mm-hmm. to sort of see what's see what he's doing and how he works everything.
1: I'm interested in that. Uh, Evelyn and I were talking about these kind of like these dawning moments that happen mm. f- within our own craft, Evelyn <laughs> being in theater and myself being writing and directing, where we finally had this like moment of like, wow, this art is important mm-hmm. and it's important to me. Did you have that moment of coming from this photography background and wanting to travel where it finally just came together in this moment of saying, well, you know what? This is really important for me. This is really important as an art.
3: Um, I don't know, actually. I think it's less of a moment and more of just sort of like a evolution for me because I've never really wanted to do anything else Mm -hmm. so it's just sort of like added upon itself like the more I the more I do this the more I find that I love doing it and just the more I find that I love the process and the fact that it's such a huge medium for people to have access to and
1: maybe you can talk a little bit about your time uh, studying abroad the two short films that you submitted to the student film festival you submitted from Korea yeah And you came back. uh, How was that experience? Did it kind of rekindle this love for images and film? Or was that kind of like the beginning of how you got to where you are now?
3: Um, A little bit of both, I think. So I took a lot of photography classes before I went to Korea. Um, But when I was in Korea, I basically took only film classes. Uh, And it was great because I actually met a couple of people that I still know here and still work with. and the fact that I was making a film a week there, basically, um, mm-hmm. and just constantly doing film and constantly being surrounded by people from different cultures with different perspectives on film
1: mm-hmm.
3: sort of uh, made me appreciate it more. And
1: From you making these films every week, you heard from overseas that you got into the Student Film Festival, oh, people yeah, yeah, were yeah. watching yeah. your work, yeah. and then you come back. <clears throat> so how, yeah. how is that you coming back, that process from then until where you are right now?
3: Uh, I think it made me feel better about my work, uh, just because before that I hadn't really been participating as actively as I do now, um, so it definitely made me feel better. Like, people, um, who had seen the films were like, oh my god, I saw your name, like, in the film festival. They were like, that's crazy, but I knew you were, like, gone, and, um, both of those films we Kane, Deegan, and I were, like, the main, um, figureheads behind those, and he's another film student. Um, and we sort of ended up getting name recognition a little bit through those, which was really weird um, knowing that we still had like a month or so to go in Korea and that we would be coming back and people would be like, where have, where the f- have you been? Like, how did this happen? Um, so it was a really interesting experience being abroad and then um, coming back to find people mm-hmm. kind of knew who we were mm-hmm. in a way.
2: And do you think that being abroad has shaped <clears throat> the kind of work that you want to make or the kind of work you want to be involved with?
3: Um, yes and no, I guess. The Asian perspective on film, specifically Korea, I guess, is a lot lot different than the Western-Americanized perspective. So Western, we really have a focus on, like, story, and it's just, like, story, story, story. Story is the most important part. And Koreans, from what I experienced in class and just um, going to a big film festival there, the Busan Film Festival, um, I saw a different perspective. So they... Care about the story, but in a way, it's more about the ambiguity of the story rather than the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they really love to focus on like the images and the maybe not exactly the morality, but just sort of what you get from the story and how it um, works with the images to create more of a I don't want to say like lofty kind
2: of film, but a lot less of a. Yeah. Like, Not less of a clear narrative, less of a clear narrative. Yeah,
3: exactly. They're a lot more Mm free-flowing in the way they tell their stories. That's really similar with theatre, actually,
2: as well. Like, Western theatre is very narrative-based, whereas Mm -hmm. Eastern practices are very much like movement and masks and stuff like that. Yeah, and sort of
3: what you get from the images. Yeah, exactly. That's
2: interesting.
1: What I'm really interested in is something you just touched upon, which Mm -hmm. was making a work or a couple works and then suddenly, like, People start talking about, hey, I, I saw your work. I kind of understand a little bit about what you do, a little bit about who you are. But how does that uh, gaining this kind of n- not necessarily like reputation, but awareness upon the film community on campus? Uh, how does how do people come together ar- around that now, like they a little bit know about you, or how do how does that response happen after you? get that work that has a response for the film community.
3: I feel like I have less to say about this than Will, just because what mm-hmm. Will has done has been a little bit more, he's just done, uh, I think, a lot more that has been noticed on campus. Um, or I think so, anyway, among the film. Cool,
0: well, maybe among I'm I've shrugging GM. for those of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Humbly shrugging. Well, so, <laughs> you know, whatever. For,
1: for those of you who uh, do doubt, Will Thomas is still with us. <laughs> And I think this is a good shifting point into Will is that, you know, Will, like you and I have been a part of the same cohort for the last four years. And we went through the whole film track. And now, being this like alumni and stuff, and being on right of this like border of like now you're leaving the, comfort- the comfortable zone of the university environment and you're going into a place where you're seen with other people that are doing the same stuff. Can you talk a little bit about, like, how you got to where you are right now?
0: Oh, boy. Um, I probably, I probably can. Um, (laughs) It's, well, like you said, we've been doing this for the last four years. And honestly, the last four years have just gone by, like, in a blink. It's kind of crazy, especially when you're working on projects consistently. Just, you know, every semester is two or three projects. Usually they're not very good. um, (laughs) But then once in a while you'll hit... You'll hit gold with something, and you'll make something really great. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as where I got to right now, are you referring to like trying to work professionally, or where I am? Yeah, well, as a you, developing artist.
1: You know what? Yeah. I, I think a little bit about both. I think for people that are listening to this right now, it they could be of all levels. Yeah. So I think sharing just a little bit about sure. um, before getting the program, like that kind of expectation of what you would see in the program, and then kind of that process through it.
0: Sure. Uh, So before I got into the program, so I went through high school actually studying to become an engineer And it was until my senior year in high school that I was uh, really taking The courses and the steps necessary in order to become a mechanical engineer I got internships at big firms and I knew a lot of professional contacts and stuff like that But then it was about senior year when I realized, wow, (laughs) this is really boring like I know for some people I know for some people, and most of my friends were engineers and they they still are they're studying to become them now. but um and for them, that's what they really want to do. but for me, I've always loved movies. I've always loved watching movies, I like making movies. I never had before I went to college, I never made anything that was bigger than uh, a handy cam and some action figures, you know, so stepping into film school was really kind of a huge step for me. I know it's mm-hmm. sometimes not for people cuz people uh, will sometimes have been making films through high school. But for me, stepping into film school, I didn't know I didn't know what a C-stand was. I didn't know what a slate was used <laughs> for knew. and I yeah. you know, I kind of came in um I just jumped straight into the water and immediately You were a blank
3: slate if <laughs> you will. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: that's funny. Oh, thank you. That's, um <laughs> That is funny. Um, <laughs> so I kind of came in not knowing anything. And now, you know, I I, don't, I wouldn't describe myself as having a character arc. But looking at myself now compared to how I went in, I know so much more about how film works, about the theory of it, about the language. I, I frequently compare it to a language. I think film is a language. And I think for me, it's the language through which I can best express myself, which is why I... am doing this and why I love it so much because I can read into other people using like their film and Mm -hmm. depending on what they make gives me an insight into them as a person and what they care about. It doesn't matter if they're a friend of mine or some professional from another country who might be dead 50 years ago. Um, But for me, it's a language. So when I stepped into the program, I was learning letters, I was learning words I was learning stuff like that. And now I can speak in complete sentences and I can write some stuff down, but I still can't write really abstract poetry, is the thing. And that's where I really want to get to. I want to be able to use the language to express myself and explore other people. Um, But, I mean, technically, it's just a matter of, the first year was all experimentation, Mm -hmm. all what am I good at, what do I want to do, where I want to go. I realized that I liked writing and directing a lot. So I tried my hand at that. And then the second year was all about doing that and failing at it. Like, there was a class where we had to make a project once every week. Just a small, short, animatic project. And every week I tried, like, a different genre and a different tone and a different style. And most of them were terrible. (laughs) And that's fine. Like, for anyone who's listening who's just getting started and they don't know where to start, I'd recommend just trying stuff. Yeah, and if it doesn't fail. work, mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, learn from it and just do it again. Just keep going. You're going to fail 99 times before you, you make something that is is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, can s- can't just butt into yeah, that? Which, which was really interesting how you're talking about uh, the A's and B's and the the mm-hmm. sentence structures of how we craft from one image to the next. And Evelyn and I were talking about it, and I, the way I see it was, you're right, that first like couple years of being in the film program, we're learning the syntax of film. Yep. How to basically transitionary elements, how to make words that yeah. lead into sentences, which lead into paragraphs, yep. which mm-hmm. leads into these bodies of works, which we call film. Yep. And I, I think I'm, I'm interested in, uh, I, I remember, our kind of final project a part of that class where we made one film a week yeah and your final project was the intern yep and I really loved it it was uh, this dry like office space comedy okay. and uh, I'm just wondering like throughout that series of trial and errors just like I asked Irene was yeah. there this kind of dawning moment of for you or like kind of this project that finally came together which is like wow what i'm doing is not only important for me but it's important as an art form and this right here this kind of work that i finally made Mm -hmm. or this collection of work was finally like finally came together in that moment where like you know what like this was actually a very close representation of what i was trying to say yeah was there kind of that work for you finally that kitted off
0: um i'd say I mean, at the time, probably that would have been it. The, like, I look back on The Intern in retrospect, and I think, you know, a lot of people tell me that they like it, but personally, I think it's a terrible film. <laughs> I just, I, I, I go back and look at it, and it's, you know, it's like looking at a drawing from your childhood and being like, wow, who made that? Oh, but, but at I was the same so adorable. time <laughs> But at the same time, I mean, I look at what I did with Stargazer, and we're still in the middle of a festival run with Stargazer. Like, we're not done. It's still going. And we made this thing a year ago. Um, And so I don't don't necessarily have a singular moment, like a light bulb, transformational, this is when it happened kind of a thing. But throughout the last four years, every time I made something that I thought was worthwhile, even if it's bad, even if it has some bad things about it, there was always something that I was like, I got that right. That made me feel really good. And Mm -hmm. with the intern... Uh, when we first presented it in class people laughed and you know i think it's well, a, it's a ter- comedy. Th- a I, well no i think it's a terrible <laughs> film in retrospect <laughs> but at that time it had an immediate effect on people yeah. so something about it was right and so mm-hmm. i learned you know i I, re- I tried my hand at comedy again and i think i was even less successful than that even though other people have told me i'm very self critical just for the record, I'm incredibly self-critical. I see the problem in every work. I see the problems of all of my work before I see the pros. But I think this is why it's important to screen your work for people, um, because if they don't respond to it, you can talk to them and be like, "What should I improve? What didn't you get?" And they'll be like, "Oh, I didn't like this character. Or I didn't understand this. Or I didn't, you know." But if you present something that specifically you're not terribly confident about and people respond to it, I think it's it's really good to have that reinforcement of. You know, people don't think it's going to win an Oscar. People don't think it's going to make a million dollars at the box office. They don't think it's going to become part of the Criterion Collection or anything like that. But in the immediate moment, they responded to that. Yeah.
1: They responded
0: <laughs> to something that you made. Even yeah. if it was at a most basic level, I think that is something to... I think that's a success. Mm-hmm. And that is kind of what I've been building my my film school career at least off of. Um, which culminated in Stargazer, which... A lot of people seem to like and I I I, I think it's uh one of the best some of the best work that the people the, the crew I had on Stargazer was absolutely terrific and it's some of their best work and I'm still very critical about it but I cannot deny how far we've come mm. just in these four years like I couldn't look at Stargazer and tell you that this is gonna be what throws me into you know my first gig as a feature length director but i can look at it and say wow this was the culmination of everything we learned all the mistakes we made we knew how to fix them and this is what they were and there's still some parts of stargazer that i really don't like and would if i had a ridley scott director's cut i would go back and change but i don't think it's to answer your question i don't think it's a specific moment but i think there are specific elements of every film i've ever made that have been okay i did that right i did all of these other things wrong but i did that right and that's important because
2: and That's I enough to like that. keep you going and keep yeah. you doing yeah. what you're doing well I, I, yeah. I think
1: this this really feeds into the next question that we wanted to ask both of you which was uh kind of some insight of what are the things that keep you in it yeah. because both in theater i mean you're you our last recording you were talking about you know trying to get into drama school mm. and that's like a series of just like no, 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 no. And with films yeah. Yeah. as well, it's like, yeah, it's one thing to have uh, this kind of internet platform where we mm-hmm. can just post something, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's it's not as much of like a truly immediate uh, showcase platform. Yeah. Like typically what we want is people in a the theater watching this thing to collectively experience this. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think it was really great when you were talking about like, um, there are elements and those elements in the films typically that you stood out to you are the elements that people have responded to so I'm, I'm wondering if there's like some kind of underlying thing of what keeps <clears throat> creators going is a lot about the kind of responses we get with work what are those things those little droplets that keep you going
3: um i i would say it's slightly different for me coming from more of like a technical um aspect and wanting to do like the technical work behind film i'm wanting to do like camera work and stuff um it's the fact that i think people have started to sort of recognize the i don't want to say the fact that i can do it because i'm also very self-critical mm-hmm. um, but the fact that like they asked me to uh like barry kirk specifically asked me to ta for him um he sort of gave like a broad uh, request to the class but then he came up to me afterwards and he was like i want you to apply. And I want you to TA for me. It's like, that's, that's amazing. Um, and he's actually started to ask me to help him out on his professional shoots, um, as a camera assistant, basically just PA. But like, (laughs) uh, he's asked me to work with him and, um, he's paying me for this work and it's professional work that I can, you know, put down and say that I've done it. Um, and then the fact that, um, people within the film program have, Started to ask me to work with them. So, um, this guy Cole Brewer, that we've all, I think we've all worked with at this point, um, he, I've been his um, first AC in a couple of projects, and he really, um, he's a guy who knows the film industry. He's been working in it since he was like, what, 16 or? Yeah. But he's he's asked me to uh, do some work with him, and he's specifically, like, he made a few of us try out um, to be his ACs on one of the projects, and he asked me to help him. Um, do camera work on this live stream that he got hired to do at Stone Age, um, which was amazing. It was one of the coolest experiences. Um, So just the fact that people have started to sort of like recognize the fact that I'm putting in the work and that I uh, am interested in this and that they just, they want me to help them achieve their... Which is,
1: I think, something that is absolutely valid and something that's not talked about enough within amongst like people that are creating films and people Mm -hmm. in theater. Just art
2: forms, yeah. Yeah. Which
1: is the the things that like, how do we build confidence as creators? Mm -hmm. And that's something that, I mean, it's very a a personal thing that really hasn't been shared between, or if we're friends in film, or friends in theater, maybe you talk to your friends about it. But it's something about collectively, I I think is not really um, visible between a lot of creators is basically how one thing has led to this and it's not necessarily about like I got into Sundance, which, yeah. is, which would be like so gratifying, oh, yeah. but it's a lot about how w- this work connected me to these networks of people and people yeah. find what I do valuable.
2: Yeah. yeah and next, that's, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, carry on. Okay. I was
3: going to say that's actually sort of what happened because I've known you, Mikhail, for years. Um, and we did, like, that series, we stopped doing it, but the promos that we did together, and um, I colored them for a class, so the coloring didn't get used, but I colored them for a class, and I showed you, um, and I guess you really liked it. Um, <laughs> and then you asked me to look, or to think about, like, look into coloring the film that you just did with Lauren McFather, Bruises. Um, so that was, like, an amazing sort of, like, roundabout... Yeah, and for yeah. for people
1: that don't know what coloring is for film,
3: yeah, no. right. Sorry.
1: <laughs> basically, is that a lot of the color information that a camera just gets is all raw information. So a lot and it of it doesn't
3: look very good unless it's flat. Okay. It's, like it's, it's, okay, it's, it's not what it you like...
1: would see right. on a final export the of a film. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, visually of what we do in the editing process is we find ways to bring out that color, change color to make it evoke certain things or draw mm. our eye to certain things.
2: Oh. Yeah. That's interesting because obviously that happens because like yeah. it will look like this, but yeah. I never know, never knew that. So that's really really mm-hmm. cool. Thanks. For yeah, terrifying. from from the <laughs> theater background, you know everything is just like how it is. Real time yeah.
1: audience, but when it comes to the film post production yeah. process, which is the editing process, it is so amazing how many people are actually involved. in
2: that. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I just to pick up on what you were saying about like, um, I feel like a lot of art forms. It's it seems like to seek not even approval but recognition is something that's like oh you shouldn't do it to seek recognition and you talked a little bit about that will. but um just like well we make these art forms for people right so you want to have people interacting with you and collaborating with you Mm. so I just wondered if both of you could talk a little bit about kind of like collaboration in your work and how whether that's something that has become easier over time, collaborating with other people and getting other people's recognition, or whether that's something that you're still kind of figuring out
0: for both of you. Uh, for me, uh, just as as a director, but also I've been doing a lot of work professionally as a as an assistant director. I've mm. been working for money for. Uh, doing that
2: <laughs>
3: for money. Well, you You know what? That, <laughs> that
0: is such an that's important true, distinction yeah. because yeah. once you get paid for yeah. something, once you start getting paid for something, it changes it. everything. yeah exactly. um, No, but <laughs> I've so as a director, like I obviously don't want to be an assistant director at the end of the day. Like that's mm-hmm. not my goal. But I'm really good at it. I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I can do it for money, mm-hmm. and I so I do it to pay the bills. But I also do it to make a lot of connections and a lot mm-hmm. of uh, you know networking and. I meet people through that, and I meet th- and so that I can say, "Hey, listen, I'm also a director. I can work on this project." But for me to answer your quest- question about collaboration, I think uh, collaboration is the only way. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think you know, and you see this in, in film school. In, in freshman year, there's usually the three or four people who are like, I'm going to be a director. And they're very, very kind of, they're kind of a snob. you know. Oh, yeah. kind, they kind of stay away from every, you know, they, they talk down to people. I don't want to generalize them because they want to be a director, and so I recognize that immediately. But they usually don't last long. Yeah. Uh, just in the program. They usually don't because, quite frankly, well, first of all, they're being an asshole. <laughs> but second of all, they think they can do it themselves. They think mm-hmm. they can do it all themselves. Yeah. And some people have made success like that. Some people have become famous and notorious for I mean, look at Stanley Kubrick and David Fincher. They're notorious for I do it my way, no compromises. I mean mm-hmm. that's David Fincher's entire 70 take philosophy. But th- even they need collaborators. And they, you know, yeah. they they know that. They're yeah. they're smart people, they're successful people. But for me, collaboration is the only possible way that mm-hmm. you can get it done because you know if if you're not willing to compromise and work with other people people aren't going to be able to work with you and film is it's one of the hardest I think arts to produce just because there is so many people involved and there's so Mm -hmm. many schedules and you've got to pay everybody and you know you've got to pay for a lot of permits and it's it's my screenwriting professor likes to say that it's the most expensive art form ever Mm. I believe oh my god um But I think collaboration is the only way. I think if there's anybody out there who really honestly thinks they can do it by themselves, I mean, more power to you and good (laughs) luck, but I don't believe you. I don't believe it. I I think, though, there (laughs) is an
1: important distinction to make between just solely being partnered in a school project Mm -hmm. and being a part of a team that is truly collaborators. Yes,
0: yes. No, I agree with that. There's a difference between cooperation and collaboration. When you're cooperating with people... That's just okay. We're getting this done. You know, we're it. we it's necessary. Our alliance is necessary for the project. Mm-hmm. But then, when you're collaborating with people, you're bringing together a group of people who are passionate about an idea. They're passionate about a story. They're passionate about a project. And I think mm-hmm. you really have to have that if you want to have a successful product. You can bring people in who are just works for hire. You can pay people to shoot a camera at something and light something. But as far as yeah, I think there's a difference. Between cooperation, which is just, hey, we're doing this because we need to do this, Mm -hmm. and collaboration, which is, for me, one of the best things that I got out of film school. I got a network of people who not only care about film, but also care about things that I care about, you know. And, you know, Kel, you and I, we've hardly ever worked together because we work on our own separate projects and we have our own separate crews. But, you know, we, there's a certain language that we both know, there's a certain language we both speak. And so like every time you show me your work, it inspires me to go out and do other things because it's, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back because we have a long way to go. But you and I are some of the ones who made it through the program. We were those assholes in the first semester who thought, oh, I've seen all of Alfred Hitchcock's films, so I'm better than you. Um, You know, I came into the program not knowing anything. And for a long time, you were a valuable asset to me because it's like you knew a lot more and you're still a valuable asset because I see your creative voice. We have two very different creative voices, but, I mean, you show me some of your stuff, and it's incredible. It fires me to go out and refine my own voice. and mm. Well, to I,
1: I, I think this is all part of going to film school. It's yeah. like previous years. I mean, film school was super important to filmmakers because they just couldn't afford technology. Yeah, yeah. There's more consumer technology, so what is, does film school really do? Well, it's a place to kind of this trial and error safe zone, but also a place where you can find other people that inspire you. Yeah. Find mm-hmm. people that can propel your work. But I think this is... You brought up a really important point, which is that um, directors in the campus film community probably don't talk with each other enough, yeah, honestly. I
0: agree. Yeah. And it's its
1: something where, like, being a, being a director of a film, like, I've always seen it as something where it's not your calling all the shots necessarily mm-hmm. but you're finding the best ways to bring people together to make whatever vision yeah. is the vision and the mm-hmm. ego is like typically like you know, they, they call in, in architecture school they call these people like star architects they're like this, <laughs> the star architects yeah, that are like yeah, I'm yeah. the author of this building and yeah. in yeah. film a lot of the times directors are the people that are credited with the author of that work yeah. but Like you were just talking about the collaborative effort of what a director does, you know, between our processes, Mm -hmm. is really it's about that director position, understanding that this is the core of it, and let me bring in people that will understand that vision as well.
0: Yeah,
3: I was actually just going to mention this documentary, and I'm going to butcher his name, Yodorovsky. Hodorovsky. Hodorovsky. Have you seen that? Hodorovsky's Dune. Dune? Dune. Yes. Okay. So I watched that for the first time in Korea, and that was actually, was kind of a turning point because I saw the way that he used collaboration and obviously the film never got made, which is such a huge disappointment because the other dunes that were made are just shit. Like I grew up with it, so it's like whatever. But um, like the way he viewed, like used collaboration, he like went out of his way to find people who were good at exactly what he wanted and he used their visions to sort of, uh, like as a surplus to what he wanted. So a lot of what we actually have in modern Hollywood was like came from that collaboration and came from them working together. So it's really it's sort of like a thread of collaboration that comes through um, and that future filmmakers see and that they want to sort of mm. um, get inspired by. Mm-hmm. Um, but what were you gonna ask me? I got really excited. Well, because I, I love that. Like that. Yeah, that fucking yeah it's film so great. So like good. He, he
1: brought in the concept artist for like Alien. Oh and yeah, and like, like that was like the, that was like the
3: birth of some of the I Alien know. imagery. that, was that original Dune? Yeah, but and it's Dune it's it's imagery.
0: because of Alien that inspired so many other sci-fi, and then exactly. branched out, yeah. and now we have mm-hmm. so much other great work. Like a because, lot of what was in yeah. Star
3: Wars was originally conceived for Yodorovsky's Dune. Oh wow! So yeah. it's it's one of the most. Film—it's a film that never got made, but is one of the most influential things in Hollywood Moments. at this moment. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, I
1: think this is a good turning point then, just to talk about basically uh, not necessarily film school in general, because mm-hmm. there's so many different experiences for like film school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, but I'm I'm really interested in talking about basically our experience in collaborating, our creative encounters within film. I'm really interested in kind of our collective conversation about um, our time in creating on campus right now because it's something that you guys are... Will, you've just finished the film track. I've just filmed, finished a film track with you. Irene, you're in that last year. And then Evelyn right now is in this current kind of landscape of theater. So I'm, I'm just really trying to get a feel for whoever's listening is like how, what is this culture of creation of right now? And what's come kind of before us on campus? Hmm. Because, okay, I I, I can start it off with with basically when, when we got into film, Mm -hmm. the people that were predominantly creating things were Star chart films, Mm -hmm. which is Joshua Belavarski, it's Megan Pham, it's Paul Thompson. And those were the people that kind of set the precedent for us. Yeah. Which is they were this singular group of like five people that were creating the best things on campus. And they've all
3: gone to do Joshua is the one who did Lira, right? Yeah. Joshua did Lyra Uh, and Megan Pham is out. She's actually she became a first A C in two years after moving to LA.
1: Exactly. So for just some background information. This is One of the goals of the podcast is really to build this culture of creation that has been before us. So understanding when we Mm -hmm. got into the film program, which was like 2014, right? Beginning or 2013, 2013, 2013, Mm -hmm. when we got in, um, one of the main directors was Joshua Belavarski. He created a short film called Sweet Dreams Mm Lyra, which premiered at the Cherry Real Film Festival, which then got funding to create a longer short film just Mm -hmm. called Lyra.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Through
1: that short film just called Lyra, um, they got basically a distribution platform pairing up uh, on an online distribution platform with Josh Hutchinson's, which is a guy from, main character from Hunger Games, Yeah, mm-hmm. got paired to do and release Lyra with the prim- directorial debut for Josh Hutchinson's short film. Yeah, So now uh, Joshua is over in L.A. and the DP that he was working with, Megan Pham at the time, they both graduated, and now Megan Fam is, as Irene was talking about, first ACing for a lot of freelance projects.
2: First AC.
1: First AC. So first AC is first camera assistant. Okay. First so assistant th- camera. First so assistant distance. camera. Important, important distinction. <laughs> important. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for okay. me, at least. <laughs> yeah, but but now she's in LA. She's getting paid to do work. She's, yeah. yeah. And that's that's something that like. If, If something like this didn't exist where we could talk about the culture of creation of Mm -hmm. what has come before, it's like, who knows? People creating (coughs) stuff right now might be doing the same mistakes that could have been helped with just sharing the experience of what happened just before that.
3: That's actually interesting because I was technically supposed to be in your guys' cohort because I'm the same age as you. Um, I just applied a year too late. Um, But I have been working with people in your cohort since I was a freshman, since we were all freshmen. So I did um, like this short stop motion film with Scotty Leonard, which was honestly one of the weirdest things I've ever done. It was about like a fruit and utensil war. But honestly, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's really <laughs> funny. Um, so I've sort of like seen all of you grow at the same time as seeing the people in my, ho- my cohort grow. And there's like a really distinctive difference, I think, between um, the growth of our cohorts.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd it's agree. really I mean, interesting to see well, that. Yeah. I've... Worked with a lot of people from your cohort as well. I've worked with a lot of people who are younger than Mm -hmm. me, but also I worked with the year ahead. I produced quite a few things for the year ahead of people. Mm -hmm. And so now I have contacts in LA who have gone on and moved on to do better things Mm -hmm. um, or bigger things at least. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so, I mean, the idea of that team, like coming into and having a team, I mean, for a while, some of the people in my cohort tried that. Uh, we tried to form a, a team to make everything. And we had all these amazing ideas. And I still, I still, there's still some remnants of that team left, mm-hmm. uh, like me and my co-writer. We, we have about 160 ideas mm-hmm. just currently sitting on the back burner because there's no way we could possibly do them right now. Um, but, I mean, that team eventually, we decided, it was the core team behind Stargazer. and But after Stargazer, we decided to go our separate ways creatively. Because we realized that we all had different creative asp- aspirations. Um, mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that... We, it's not like a band that broke up. You know, mm-hmm. It's like this was a core group of people. And then I migrated over to another core group of people. So I'm working with Irene and Henry and Lauren and a lot of people mm-hmm. right now. Um, they are all moving on to other things. So it's not so much like... Yeah, I mean the Lyra group, the Lyra team, they came in and they did the same thing. They made something terrific, and then they all moved on to do other things. And I, you know, they all probably keep in touch with each other. Yeah, actually, um, I went
3: to Telluride Film Festival this yeah. year with Lauren Hutchison and Joshua Belvarsky yeah, and his brother. There you go. And Joshua, for some reason, after having met me for two days and never having seen, having seen any of my work, asked if I would be interested in like yeah. helping him out as like a PA slash assistant camera on some like. Road trip stuff, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, but I'm still in school, yeah. so I can't."
0: <laughs> but <laughs> I'm still in school is the single most depressing handicap in my entire <laughs> life. Yeah, because yeah. there's so many opportunities yeah. where it's like, "Hey, let's do this thing. That's amazing." And like, "But I'm and still in school." And you're like, "Oh school. God, I
3: want to, but I'm actually like in debt right now. Yeah. Like, I need to what? like write this out." That
1: brings up <laughs> such an important point for people that ask, uh, "Why do I need to be involved?" Yeah, and this is something where it's. Uh, the, the culture kind of of the filmmaking community on campus moves mm-hmm. from year to year mm-hmm. to year mm-hmm. to year. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, it's being completely disconnected from one year to the next to the next mm-hmm. does, you know, benefit. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, yeah, I can see that. So I really didn't participate for the first, like, two years of IFDM. Like, I did. I, like, went to class and I, like, participated in projects. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really find anybody that I wanted to work with at that time in my cohort. Um, and I didn't really even work with the upper cohort. Like I, I just knew everybody and we were kind of friends, but I didn't really try and do any work. Um, I gave you my house once for a project and that was about it. Um, but when I went to Korea and this was the semester before we had to do like our pre-Capstone
0: mm-hmm. um,
3: and I met people there and like they were connected, not really to the IFDM program, but the, to the film community at, at, in UM um I realized like I'd have to come back and I'd really have to make a concerted effort yeah. to connect myself I
2: think it's um, easy to get complacent as a student oh though, God, yeah. so easy because you're so I overwhelmed like, and you're yeah. like I want to go party and like yeah exactly I was like I have to keep my that. grades up because I
3: have like the scholarship yeah. but I also want to get drunk every yeah. weekend but like I also want to try and be like creative exactly. and I want I have like all this photography stuff going on yeah. Um, and I was also at one point working like three jobs, so it was yeah, like exactly, yeah. insanity. But when I got back, I made like a real effort yeah. to start making friends in the in my cohort and in, and with the cohort above me and um, try and like literally just ask people yeah. if I yeah. could work with them, no, I mean, which I've done yeah, and it has worked. Thing. And yeah, like people off. are really happy to have help and they're like, well, what can you do? What do you want to do? What do you want to try and do? Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, mm-hmm. I want to try camera work. So they're like, all right yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. try it let's people, do this like see what you can do people are way
0: more willing to help you out than i think than you people can. realize think yeah. yeah yeah the, i mean one of the one of the philosophies that i've kind of taken on in the last six months is you know more people than you know it's
1: true
0: like that's just how it is like it, it, yeah. if you ask someone to work on a project and they can't help you odds are they know, they know someone, 10 someone people who, can. who can and yeah. if they can't do it then they know some other person and then mm-hmm. sure enough i mean health. So many of the lifelong connections I've made have been sending out the right email or being in the right place at the right time. I mean, I was just on a I was on a project where I went to the directing class and I was like, Hey, I need I need PAs, you know, I just need people who are gonna help out on the set. And this one guy just came up to me and he was like, Hey, I'm interested in helping and he's one of the best Workers I know yeah. he's one of the coolest people I know. Yeah, and I immediately was like, "Okay, you're not a PA. You're getting a, you're getting paid for this. You're mm. you're the no. He's now moved up to LM.
1: Uh, is it wiki?
0: Huh? Who is it? No, it's Kevin. 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 McGee. Yeah. Wait, Kevin McGee. Kevin McGee. Have you met him yet? I don't know. Okay, I need to introduce <laughs> you. See, this is <laughs> like, one of those things I'm talking who about. Is this? No, but so he's just this freshman who I guess uh, he graduated from high school, drove to LA. To get into film, right. didn't make it, <laughs> and then came back to Albuquerque because he liked Albuquerque. On the way,
1: oh, I don't get that, so but now like whatever. Then he
0: met me. I have now have him getting paid on a few gigs, yeah. and he really wants to get into gripping. So while he's on those gigs, he just talks to the grips, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, man." Here's, your, here's a number. Here's Go stuff yeah, like
3: that. intern at Serious Grippage. Yeah. And, like, and now know. he's interning at
0: Serious Grippage next semester. I really semester. want to. I want to do the yeah. 100 hour thing. So <laughs> anyway, it's, it's, <laughs> you know more people than you know. I mean, yeah. that's really how it is. I mean, and talking like mm-hmm. the tell your Telluride crew that uh, Irene was talking about. So I know like three or four of them. Mm-hmm. But I know three or four of them from different avenues completely. Mm-hmm. Like, it's insane. So the whole film yeah everyone gets something different out of film school there's kind of a stigma on the in in the industry of of film school you know why did you spend your money to do that when you can just go work because there's so many people I didn't spend any money on film school so it's like what what am I doing but um (laughs) uh because of film school I know so many people Mm -hmm. that you know I'm not gonna we're not all gonna live in the same house forever but I imagine 20 years down the line I'll call them up and be like hey I got a job Mm -hmm. yeah and we'll be like Yeah. Yeah. Finally,
3: I've been homeless for 20 years. Where have you been?
0: (laughs) You've been living on the streets of Korea homeless. Can you be in LA by noon tomorrow? Yes. Sort of thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is, I I think this is a a really good point to kind of shift gears, which is, um, Irene, you're in your last year as Mm -hmm. a film student, and Will, you are this one-year-out alumni. Yep. And uh, I think this is something that people that are just getting into filmmaking at the university, or uh, maybe they're thinking about getting into it, is that this kind of now, this being on the border, this precipice of change between what you have known now and then the unknown. Mm-hmm. This is what people are like leading up to, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, it's a scary point to be in, but oh, yeah. also oh, my God, yeah. it's it's a really <laughs> exciting point to be at because, you know, we... We fall flat on our faces or we have enough grit just to keep going with yeah. this stuff. So in terms of being on this, the edge of your points in life right now, mm-hmm. um, where are you guys at right now?
3: Um, well, besides living with my mom, which is, you know, <laughs> <Same>. great. <laughs> but I did it because I spent so all my money. the best roommate. They cook quiches for you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's fantastic. I know. Um, where am I right now? Well, I work at PBS with Will, actually, and with Kel. So um, what I've sort of tried to do at this point is, like, fortify myself a little bit. And PBS obviously doesn't last because we're all student um, employees. It doesn't last after graduation. Mm. They just let you go. Okay. Be free. <laughs> out um, into the world. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, a, and a few people do get hired from PBS. Like, I assume um, Anthony Rodriguez is going to come on the show. And um, he got hired through to work at PBS full-time after working mm-hmm. there as a student, um, but I've also sort of tried to use that as, like, not necessarily a stepping stone, but it's it's good to say, you know, I worked at PBS, I worked in a professional TV setting, um, and that's sort of like a good way to bolster yourself mm-hmm. in the professional world mm-hmm. by, by doing these things as a student, um, especially in the film industry, you know, like getting freelance work and then working at a TV station and sort of, Finding where you are in the place that you are yeah. is good way to get it because obviously I'm still a student. Um, and you guys can probably speak more about that, but it's just good to sort of like plan ahead mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. try not to think about the future very often. Yeah. So <laughs> no, yeah, thinking about the I future is. About
0: uh, it. I mean, we all have our. I hate to use the word dreams, because <laughs> it, it seems so unattainable when you say it like that. No, because it's like, you know, it's this weird, ethereal thing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, I would like to believe that I could accomplish it at some point. Yeah, the precipice is, it's frightening, but it's also incredibly exciting. Because, hmm. I mean, I like I said, I know way more now than I did before I went into film school. But at the same time, I have to openly recognize that I don't know anything. You know, um.
3: Very philosophical of okay? <laughs> Whatever, man. <It's, laughs> well, if, no, if
0: you go into the film industry Saying you pretending, know everything, oh, I know everything. No, that's not how you learn Then, the, the, you know, what is it? Twice the Pride, Double the Fall? that's I'm not proud to quote that movie. I don't know
3: if
2: anyone
0: anyone knows why, what, what the fuck is that. I don't, I don't, know, that I don't know what, that is. what no, that is. Can you please enlighten us on what movie guys. I'm gonna let the no, l- listeners gonna No, 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 on, no, on, no, 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 I mean, I have to recognize that I don't know a lot, but, oh my gosh, I just want to learn so much. Mm -hmm. Um, And what keeps, going back to the question, uh, Kel, that you asked earlier, what keeps me going is, oh man, I just want to learn so much. And I, I have to believe that the people who really care, the people who really care will make it. Yes. That's what I have. I have to believe that mm. in order to keep going. Because for me, um, I'm sitting on the edge right now and I've made a few things that have made it into film festivals and that I'm proud of and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm still a long way off mm. from where I want to be, which is I want to be producing and writing my own independent work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have a lot of directors whose careers I've studied, um, And because I love their work and I love what they do and I love what they say about people. Um, And so I'm not saying, oh, I want to be just like him. But I Mm. I looked at it and say, so how have they gotten there and how can I get there as well? So looking at the precipice currently, what I'm doing is, and I just recommend this to all viewers, not viewers, (laughs) listeners (laughs) who are worried about what do I do when I'm getting started? And what do I do when I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. you have time. You know, it feels like you don't. As soon as you're done with school, you're like, oh, I gotta get a job and I Mm -hmm. gotta be successful immediately. And some people are. But, you know, you have time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would recommend while you're in film school, study the the skill you really want to learn. You know, if you really want to be a writer, Mm -hmm. study writing. If you want to learn editing, learn how to be the best damn editor you could possibly be. But also, learn something that can make you money. Yeah. And I don't mean to say that as a cynical bastard, but it's like...
1: You, got, you, you gotta, need, you you need gotta need pay money the bills you exactly. gotta, and, and so
0: for me that was assistant directing I yeah. learned how to be an AD I learned how to run, run a set and luckily for me that is a route that if I do that for the next 10 years or so while I write and direct my own stuff on the side that could possibly land me in the directors guild mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. producers guild and that's ultimately where I want to I don't want to end up in the studio system but I mm-hmm. do want to end up in a position where I can say I need 5 million dollars to make this movie help me make this movie everybody and everyone will be like oh you've been an AD for this long you know what you're doing um, so if you can learn a marketable skill mm-hmm. and if your marketable skill is also what you want to do congratulations yeah. amazing um, that's amazing yeah. but if if it if you want if you want to be like a writer or a director or something that is a way more creative that a lot of investors need to trust you on, I'd recommend learning a marketable skill of some kind. Mm-hmm. Be an editor. Be a you know, be a camera operator. Be something that you can come to people and say, I know how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I,
1: I think what you're saying is basically yeah. understand and learn a skill that is leverageable. Yeah. Where you can take that skill and leverage it yeah. in such a way where you are in a role yeah. where you can use skill. And you don't skill. you don't have to yeah. be the best at it.
0: I mean, coming out of college and coming out of this, I have to understand and recognize that I am not the best Assistant director, you know I. I, But I I know a lot. I'm constantly willing to learn more. I'm Mm -hmm. willing to do the work, show up on time and do the work. That's half of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you get, I've been on a few pro sets where that's all that really matters. Like Mm -hmm. if you show up on time and you do your job, that's eighty percent of the work. Yeah. Right there. And honestly, like people, if you if you screw up, unless it puts someone in danger, but if you don't know how to do something, just say, hey, I don't know how to do something. Someone will help you figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Someone will help you figure it out and you'll know for next time. Yeah. And then yeah. someone will come to you and be like, I don't know how to do that. And you'll be like, hey, I don't <laughs> know how to do that. Yeah, and I,
1: I think this is an important thing is that whenever you finish your time at the university, mm-hmm. is that your time as a student might end. Yeah. But your time of learning yeah. never it ends. ends. Yeah. Exactly. B- because exactly. as a professional, I think. Uh, the professionals are always in practice and they're yeah. always trying to push themselves to learn new things. Yeah. And I, I think you're right. It's like half the battle is showing up, but really like the other piece of that, that pie is learning additionally yep. and then continually doing things. Yeah. Which is like, you know, no one, no one will like straight up write you a check and say, boom, there you go. It's yeah. like God, the, the way you build <laughs> trust between people is you show them that you can do things with nothing, yeah, yeah. And, and that's like the 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 kind of the art form is that we're all looking for, uh, our our break. Yep, you know, a break as a director for theater, a break as an actor, a break as a writer or whatever, right? But the break only comes when before you get the money, you know that yeah. your your break is yeah. you making something, yeah. and someone seeing it and then trusting that. You know what? You were able to do this with nothing. Yeah. Let me give you something yeah. now yeah. And, and see, see what, what you, you can, can do, do with, with that. that.
0: See? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but cause, yeah, then once you can do that, if you take the time and put in the effort and really care about the thing that, the one that matters, yeah. people will notice. Yeah. You know, and people in, will in addition notice. to
3: that, I would say always take the extra step because mm-hmm. you can show up and you can do the work, but it's also important to realize that you can also help with so many more aspects of the film itself. Like um, I know that I was slated to be um, a utility on this project that we were working on, but our costumer had to go, uh, she's out of the city, out of the state. So I was like, I'll do costume. Um, And it's always good to, and now it feels like I'm leveraging myself a little bit, but like it's always good to uh, offer yourself to roles that maybe you've never done before, but you know that, if you can sort of like prove prove yourself in a different way, then people are going to remember you, and they're going yeah. to know that you're capable and you're smart, and you can do anything that you put your mind to. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: you can always learn new things, and you're never just going to be like a one trick pony.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which I think just goes back to what you were talking about this kind of reputation on campus or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, your name is is like the offering of the work is not necessarily like mm-hmm. you, all you want as yeah. like as an ego, but what you do want is to be known as a person that is capable. Yeah. yeah. Someone, someone who is reliable. That is exactly. reliable, someone that is really looking out for producing the best work possible.
2: Yeah. yeah. Someone that's passionate and yeah. excited. Yeah. And I
0: really yeah, I do I do think that's a, a big part of it is I mean, and you can kind of tell. I think you can kind of tell who are the people yeah. who are really in it cuz they love doing what they do mm-hmm. and they're really passionate about the work and you know, oh, yeah. passion's the operative word here mm-hmm. versus the people who It's, oh, why do you want to make movies? Oh, I want to make movies because I want to be rich and famous. Yeah. Get out of here. I I generally (laughs) don't associate myself with those people Mm -hmm. because then we're not speaking the same language. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's about I'm passionate about telling stories about people and film is the best way I know how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, it sounds cliche to say, but there are some films that have changed my life. Yeah. Just have changed how I view people and how I view relationships. And my main goal, you know, I'm not going to say, "Oh, my main goal is to win an Oscar" or to more direct a Star Wars film. like <laughs> my main goal is to eventually make films that have a- affect other people in the same way that films have affected me. Mm-hmm. And you know, whatever, mm-hmm. however long it takes me to do that, I, I don't plan on I don't plan on uh, retiring ever. Mm-hmm. Like if I can ever do it, I'll just I'll do it. Do it, it I'll do it until I die. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's. I mean, you know, that's what keeps me going. That's why I want to do this. And that's, yeah. So, and going back to what you said about not giving up on your own work. Definitely, you know, I talk about marketable skills. And I talk about you got to make the money to pay the rent. The rent is going to be expensive, especially in LA. You got to be willing to sleep on people's couches. You got to be willing to, you know... Do your time in the mud, but if you really love it and you really, no matter what part of it is, if it's theater, if it's acting, if it's Mm -hmm. camera, if it's editing for crying out loud, if it's (laughs) directing, if it's writing anything, if you really care about it, you'll be willing to sleep on someone's couch. Yeah, if it means that you get to do it, you get to do it. And that's that's how it is for me. It's like, you know, everyone's like, you need advice because it's like you're stressed out all the time, you need advice. Mm -hmm. So I'm like.
3: Isn't it alcohol? This is my bike. Yeah. No, this,
0: this is what I do. I, you know, It's hard. It's mm. hard work. It's 16 hours a day, but I, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. And I want to do it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm 22 years old. So, either I'm really naive or I'm going to die really sick. <laughs>
1: Shout out to people that are just wanting to get into it, people that are doing it right now, and people mm-hmm. that are more experienced and mentors to us because... Uh, we're building culture here, we're building mm-hmm. community. And this is, again, like one of the most important things about starting this series of audio recordings mm-hmm. is because we need more creators to band together to talk
2: to each other. To talk, <laughs> yeah, to talk and to <laughs> yeah. share
1: things and to understand the culture behind what we're doing because you never know that that person that is right next to you could literally be hitting you up yeah two years later to say hey now i'm part of this gig and why don't you help out
3: yeah yeah and honestly i've done that for people and people have done that for me so Mm -hmm. it's it's one of the most important aspects of this Mm -hmm. it's like people some people that i met literally halfway across the world i have tried to bring in to our film you know everything that we do and it's worked and they've become an integral part of what we do and yeah. it's it's one of the coolest experiences yeah. yeah honestly
0: and if you don't know where to start like if you're if you're in film school and you don't know where to start and you don't you know just watch films go to plays mm-hmm. engage yeah. with what you enjoy if you're mm-hmm. if you're Ask a musician to. and and you know and if you're if you're a musician or a filmmaker or something go to a festival watch the films and then if you like a film figure out find out if you can talk to the crew
1: yeah. and talk to the crew yeah. and be like Hey, oh, yeah. I really liked
0: your film. I like to get started. Mm. I'm willing to move apple crates all day if you, you know, yeah. teach me. Just yeah, literally engage. ask them. That's step one. Yep. Just engage in what you enjoy because mm-hmm. there are there are people there who are looking for help, mm. and they're looking to help other people too. Yeah, because we all love it. Yeah, that was great.
1: <laughs> and uh, we'll do our little wrap right here, yeah. but. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Film Talk, Creative Encounters. Uh, Irene and Will, thank you so much for Thanks coming. So thank you so <laughs> fun. I'm Kel Cruz.
2: <laughs> I'm Evelyn Jones.
1: And you just listened to Film Talk, Creative Encounters.
2: Of the third kind. <laughs> is this the third episode that people No, but it should oh, be, oh. right?